um, where we will get started. Uh, my name is Kerry Daly, I'm here as uh, I guess the host uh, tonight on behalf of the Campbellwell uh, Centre Association. Um, the Campbellwell Centre Association is actually broken into this, the Traders Association, which represents the retail and, and uh, main thoroughfare of uh, the junction, and also the professional association that makes up our businesses that are uh, professional service businesses or corporates. Um, and so under the banner of Campbell Business, uh, we run a number of events each year and um, all of our information, I've kind of got a bit of a, a blow-up blow here, we have the Campbell Shopping website, which is related to public face of the retail centre, the Campbell Business website, which is where we post these types of events and other events that are being held locally, uh, whether they're council events or other business events, we're more than welcome to, more than happy to put them up on our, our website. And if you um, register uh, at either of these addresses, uh, you'll just be on our mailing list to receive um, notification of different events and things as they come up. So it's a great opportunity to do so. We, we don't bug, bug you. We try to only send them out when we have events coming up um, or with the uh, shopping centre when we have, uh, we have a monthly uh, email that goes out. <coughs> so that's us. Um, and, uh, Tonight's um, our third. I think we've got one more before the end of the year, uh, which will be our Christmas <coughs> event. Um, and uh, we'll have a guest speaker as well, but we also might have some balloons or something. So. And just a little bit of housekeeping before we start. If you do need to use the bathrooms, they're through the glass door to the, the uh, my left, and uh, there's signs taking you right down to the end of the hall, so just so you know. And we will be finishing up with a little bit more networking, and there's clearly quite a bit of food left, so uh, feel free to go back to the tables again shortly. Um, before we do get started, before I officially introduce Sue, I just want to welcome um, Adam from Lanyon & Partners, who are very kindly as our sponsors tonight provided the venue, and I think it's only fair to let him have a bit of a say about what Lanyon & Partners is all about. Please come up and join us, Adam. Thanks, Kerry. Uh, so firstly, welcome everybody to our new abode. We've only been here two and a half weeks, and uh, as you can see, we're, uh, we've settled in okay. Just don't ask me where anything is in the kitchen. <laughs> uh, but uh, so Lanyon Partners, for those of you who don't know what we do, we do accounting, we provide accounting, as in tax and business services. We provide uh, financial planning and private wealth advisory, and we provide general insurance. So we can help out in all of those areas. Uh, if anyone's interested, more than happy for you to either ring us, uh, touch base in any way, tap me on the shoulder tonight. Um, I just want to welcome you and hand back over to you, Jenny. Thank you very oh, that's much. that's very good. Well, that was very good. Thank you. Um, okay, so my formal part of the night is to welcome Sue. So welcome, Thank Sue. You, and uh, I'll do it more formally, but I have to put my glasses on because I did it in tiny print. Um, many of you already know Sue, as we certainly do as the Traders Association. She's been involved with Camberwell uh, and helping us on events and things for many years. Um, Sue has spent 11 years... Uh, uh, back in Adelaide where she was originally from with Westpac Bank before moving to Melbourne in 1994 and has been consulting, contracting and running her own enterprises ever since. Um, Sue's been uh, is involved in managing various websites under her banner and runs courses in the Centre for Adult Education, uh, General Assembly and RMIT short courses. Uh, she regularly speaks at events, workshops, conferences and expos across Australia and provides consulting services to individuals and businesses. And, of course, tonight in particular, Sue's uh, here to launch her third book, and I think that's incredibly impressive when I mentioned that the first was launched back in February 2016, the second, uh, which was um, uh, 120 Ways to Achieve Your Purpose with LinkedIn, and the second was launched in May 2016, which mm -hmm. was uh, 120 Ways uh, to Attract the Right Career or Business, 
And keeping on a theme, the current one is 120 ways to market your business hyper-local, and that's the one we're going to be talking about tonight. Please welcome, sir. Now, we sort of just decided to go. It's always a little bit difficult, I think, to talk about yourself without sort of feeling a bit awkward. So I said to Sue, what about I just ask a couple of quick questions and hopefully allow her to then elaborate and, and talk to you about the things you're, you're here to hear to talk to about tonight. Um, but if you do have something more pertinent or she brings up a topic that you'd like to elaborate on, feel free to interject because I think it's no point in me just asking lots of questions and it'll be a little bit more interactive. You're happy with that, yeah, Sue? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So um, so just before we kick off, I mean, that three box, very impressive. Thank you. What was the process like? Was it daunting, <laughs> tricky, what you imagined? Um, well, if you've asked my friends, they'll all tell you that it was very stressful. <laughs> um, I, I really... I, I decided at the end of last year I'd write three books and I really had no idea how much work that was actually going to be. And, of course, like many things, you change the goalposts halfway along. And originally I thought I'd be writing 45,000 words and I ended up writing 80,000 words. Yeah. And that meant that I had to write 80,000 words two more times. So, yeah, it's, it's a full-on process. Uh, on the other hand, I feel like I've had a lobotomy because, you know, all that content's come out of my head and been sorted and put in a book, so or three books. So, yeah, and so from that point of view, it's been great. But also, from a business perspective, it's been really good because now the people who can't afford to consult with me have a book, you know, and I can share more information more readily that way. And, like, just today, I had a request from Adelaide. There's a lady running a... Um, a workshop on LinkedIn for students at school and talking about how important it is for students to have a LinkedIn profile. So what I do, just copy the chapter out of the book and send it to her, you know. And so it, it's been a really useful tool for that and, yeah, it's been, been fun in many ways, yeah. And there are three um, distinct topics, but, of course, at the end of the day, they're all um, important aspects of doing business in, in a modern world. Mm -hmm. um, I, I think we could talk about the other topics, but I, I, I know they're there and Sue has brought some of her books along tonight and I'm sure if you want to ask specific questions, you can do. But I do want to move on a bit, if we can, to the, the current mm. book because um, that's what interests me is obviously as part of an association, um, what we try to encourage the businesses to do is to, to market themselves anywhere, mm. first and foremost, but very much locally. And one of the problems I guess we have is with... Um, uh, the big chain stores having more of a national approach rather than a local area marketing budget or or attitude. Um, and so I guess, uh, having said that, a lot of people, I think, confuse the idea of um, just because it's a big name, it's, it's a big corporate business, whereas many of them, of course, are franchises. So they are actually mm. local people, mm. um, often local families, operating in their local environment. Yeah. Um, so So... Without you know trying to narrow you down to like twenty quick tips, um, yes. where, where do we start with that as a topic? Where, where, yeah. where, where do we jump into that in terms of thinking about it? All right. Well, most people are in business to make money, mm -hmm. and so if you're going to be marketing your business, you've got to choose things that are going to actually work in your business. So I do an awful lot of stuff online and digitally, and I have a lot of international business, but. When I first came to Camberwell, which is when I was working in real estate here back in 2011, which is when I first connected with the association, um, I went around and I, I did a lot of networking and it proved to be very successful. So combining it with the digital component and the real world stuff, it's, it's worked out really well. So in 2012, I set up Camberwell Network to keep people connected because I found that 
getting people together works so much better. So, you know, even just tonight, uh, Bernadette and Kim and Melinda and uh, the other Bernadette all seem to know each other, you know, and they've all worked with one another. Mm. And when they get to come together, they get to exchange referrals. So with up to 85% of business being done by referral, that's what you can do when you meet in person, when you can't do that, you know, remotely. And I guess one of the frustrations of what I've seen here in Camberwell is you and I have mm -hmm. both tried to get people out of their offices mm -hmm. and at networking events, and it's, it's tricky, you know, yeah. and trying to convince people to do that. So I think this book is more about saying, well, what can we do in the real world that works and combining that with some of the digital contemporary models as well. So things like entering awards. Uh, one of my clients has entered in awards uh, for about four years now. She was finalist uh, up until I came along and then she won three years in a row. And she's case studied in the book. And the really interesting thing about entering awards is it's been a process for her to identify what she actually does well in her business. And it's like a business audit that she does every year. And then, of course, she has to come up with new ideas for the following year to put in that application. So she's constantly growing her business just by marketing it through an award, plus she's got the status that comes from an award. So, so that's one way. Another way is through accreditation and certification. So a lot of us who are in service industries can become accredited professionals in, in a particular area. And if we get that accreditation, we promote that on our websites and we, we share that information, you know, that's another good way to, to develop our business and our profile and, and our value and support the industry as well. So a lot of what I try and focus on in this book is is connection and networking and, and maintaining relationships and, and getting people talking to one another again, you know. Fun, food and free events, you yes. know. And so there's a lot of people who are enjoying fun, food and free tonight. And isn't it great that we get to speak after they've eaten, not before. Yeah. So, um, and uh, yeah, it's, you know, these sorts of things are really, really good opportunities. And then you can back it up with technology after the event. But, you know, business is still done through people and a lot of people at the top end of town, they don't put an ad on Facebook, you know. They pick up the phone, they talk, mm -hmm. they meet, they do business and they're doing the $20 million deals. They're, they're not putting ads on Facebook. Um, mind you, if you want to do ads, you speak to someone like Melinda who's a certified Google partner, you know. Mm -hmm. So, you know, there's a lot of people who are seduced into, well, I must do the latest shiny object idea, but the reality is... Well, you know, you could waste an awful lot of money. You could have been far better off coming to the Campbell Business Event mm. and meeting three people and getting leads, and that would have been far better than a whole advertising campaign. And um, on the weekend, I ran the first course on search engine optimization at the CAE, and you know, we were talking about different things. And I said, it's no good generating more traffic to your website if it doesn't convert. Mm. You know, if nobody's going to buy what you've got there, what's the point of search engine optimizing it and wasting all that money? on attracting business, you know, and I've, I've heard people when I go to events talk about, well, before we do that, we have to do this and fix up your website. And so little things like that, you know, a lot of that's talked about in here and, and gives specific examples. And I even talk about uh, one of my clients who's been in jail for white collar crime. Uh, so I, I got his permission to, to include his story in the book. And uh, he's based in Sydney. And uh, so we did everything by phone and I had to call him Mr because he's a bit <laughs> old school. And anyway, he, 
Yeah. 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 Good old school cook. Yeah, good old school cook. Well, you know, he had to correct what I wrote because he said he only started being naughty after he'd got to the top. You know, he wasn't naughty on the way to the top, but he was naughty at the top. And then he was punished. And then he went to jail. And, of course, he learned how to cook. And, you know, he learned about ethics. And so he actually sees this jail experience as a really good thing for him. And he's managed to recover, you know, from even the worst situation that any of us in business can imagine. And uh, a lot of people, you know, one of my, another one of my clients got very nervous. She got a one-star review on Facebook and rings me up at Sunday night. You know, what do I do about this? You know, and I looked and I thought, you know, that looks like a stalker wrote it on one of her ex-employees. And sure enough, it, it turned out it had been a stalker. But, you know, we were able to remove it and, you know, Facebook deleted the review and, you know, and if you can cope with a crisis for about 19 hours now, yes. you're pretty much over it, yes. you know. <laughs> it's and old news, isn't so it? So it's yeah. old news. Yeah. And so, you know, and, and even this guy who's been in jail, you know, he's back doing corporate advisory work. He discloses it on his LinkedIn profile that, you know, he's been in jail, what he's learned, how he's overcome it, and, you know, people are taking his advice and paying mega bucks for it. So, you know, it's... Um, he's notorious. Well, yeah, infamous and famous and... Well, he's probably more interesting than some of the other people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's probably yeah, yeah. Because it is about um, building relationships, isn't it? I think yeah. we, um, we get a bit carried away with, you know, how many leads we've generated is, is all very important, as you hmm. say, but... If you're not converting them or taking them to that next stage of building on that uh, mm. conversion, then you're, it's a waste really, isn't it? It is. Mm. And, you know, another thing I point out is one of the best sources of business is follow-up, you know, like follow-up with all your existing clients before you, you know, start trying to look for new clients. And then I thought to myself, why is it that people don't follow up? And then I thought, well, no marketing consultant's going to get paid if they say follow up with your existing clients. Mm -hmm. You're only going to get paid if they promote a new way to, to attract clients. And so I thought, no, I've got to put this in. You know, mm -hmm. that's, that's one of... I really... I like focusing on tips that generate business and actually work, you know. So I've tried to eliminate the things that are just not going to work uh, on an ongoing basis. Your previous mm. books were quite sort of workshop-style, mm. uh, real hands-on, this is how you do it. Is, that, is it a similar style? I haven't had a look at it yet because yeah. I went straight to the food. <laughs> <laughs> I was coming back to that because it is just hot off the presses. I'm like, it is, yeah, <laughs> literally. It, it arrived on Friday and I only went to the printers at 2.47am on Monday. Um, so, yeah, look, it is a, a lot of that and very strategic. And although there's 120 ways, I, I give a lot of information in each spot. So there's probably a lot more than 120 ways. I've actually sort of just said 120 summaries <laughs> of, of what to do. But I like to try and encourage people to think about, well, what, how does your business work? You know, what would you do in your business and how could you apply these to your business? And, and by sharing some stories, well, obviously, it's a bit better than Sue saying, you must do yes, this. That's right. uh, it's, it's more about making it a bit more interesting and relevant to, to people by, by including that. And my second book was a lot about my personal story of, of finding work and attracting business and that kind of thing. Whereas this one, I, I tell just more mm. generic stories. Like One of the stories I talk about is my grandparents. And uh, my dad grew up on Kangaroo Island. They have a guest house over there. And my grandmother was very good at hyperlocal marketing. Uh, very good. So, so, so good that we would walk down the main street of Kingscote and it would take like an hour and a half because everybody would stop and want to talk to her and 
blah, blah, blah. And I used to think, oh, oh when's this ever going to end? You know, but she was very good. She always made sure I had a bag of lollies, you know, from, from <laughs> William's shop by the time I got there. And, and yet my grandfather, he was shocking, you know, because he would go down at 3 o'clock to the post office, to the grocery store, and that was it, you know. And, and as the grandchild, you know, dare I not, you know, interrupt. But my grandmother would do things like she'd listen to um, people and, you know, she'd talk to them and she'd hear them say, oh, I really love that jam that I had at breakfast. So they'd go out on their tour for the day around Kangaroo Island. They'd come back and there'd be a pot of jam sitting at the room, you know. So I happened to bump into this couple. Well, I should say it was my ex-parents-in-law <laughs> many years later. And I said, oh, my grandparents have a guest house over on Kangaroo Island. And, uh, oh, we stayed there and we had this fabulous time at this place and, you know, we got this pot of jam and, you know, remembered everything about my grandmother. You know, that's hyper-local marketing, mm. you know. And I said, oh, do you remember anything about my grandfather? No. <laughs> Absolutely nothing about my grandfather. And you could say, well, he wasn't a very good businessman, but he had another aspect to do in the business. So, you know, he made sure it stayed afloat and looked after the books and... You know, everybody hated him, but anyway, you know, it's, it's irrelevant. But, you know, she really had hyperlocal marketing mm. all stitched up and, and they had heaps of repeat business year on year on year and she was well-loved in the community and, and, yeah, I was really inspired by my grandmother in, in many mm. respects, yeah. And she only died when I was 11, so, you know, like it's, it's you know, to, to, to really to remember that. Um, I think, you know, a lot of these things... I was interviewed by Business Essentials uh, this week for the September edition, Heather Dawson, and she said it's so refreshing to read a book that's not about just going global again, you know. Yes. It's about reconnecting with community and, and you know, I, I'm, a, I'm a big believer in ethics, you know, and doing what's right and, and giving back to the community and, yeah, that, 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 there's a lot of that in the book. Mm. Mm. I think it's actually interesting as the world gets bigger and um, and the internet gets bigger when there's mm. just so much more information on there that you can get so very easily lost. Um, it does have to come back down to uh, really capturing your local market mm. and then building from there and, of course, hoping that people will find you in the old traditional ways that we've mm. talked about before, what you were talking about it before, which was um, building that those relationships and um, creating some points of difference that people remember and hold on to. Mm. So we've got uh, probably more professional uh, service operators here rather than retailers, and um, that's more my field, which mm. I can see some obvious ways to do it. Mm. But in terms of um, business-to-business type, mm. um, uh, I guess, marketing mm. locally, and how does it work at that level sort of yeah. thing? What I've focused on here is um, one of the things that I do when I teach how to create a WordPress website is to do a competitor analysis to work out what your competitors are doing to find out, you know, whether it's good or bad or what's mm. your point of difference. But also what I'm encouraging in the book here is for people to do a complementary analysis. So what other businesses would be aligned and could support you? Mm. So if we look at Lanyon Partners, you know, you do accounting and, and financial services and so on. So those clients, would they love to go travelling, you know? Would it would it'd be a good relationship for you to have with the, the, the local travel agent? Mm. And, and how can you complement and refer to one another? And are there little vouchers that you can give, you know, if you spend over five thousand dollars in accounting fees then you know we can do something like that and I went to this pricing workshop as part of the small business festival that's on until the end of August and the guy said this was an accounting practice and they said oh we've decided to change our business model 
And from now on, we're only going to take on clients that charge five grand a year or more. So, you know, they were trying to raise the bar and say, we're just going for these high level clients. So they sent out the message to all their existing clients and said, look, you know, we're only going to be doing it at this rate now. So here's another couple of accounting practices that you might like to go to because, you know, we're not in that space anymore. And they said, oh, no, just keep doing what you're doing. We'll pay. Oh, yeah, that's good. <laughs> so they went from 3,000 billing to 5,000 billing uh, because they were appreciative of the service. So there was no need to worry about the competitors at all. You know, it was about they've discovered their point of difference and they offer amazing service and the people love what they receive mm -hmm. and, you know, that generates the business. So I'd love to see a lot more complementary type um, arrangements develop because I think that, you know, that where there's more collaboration because yeah. there's a lot more of co-working spaces, there's a lot more of the sharing economy. I talk a lot about business sharing. So, for instance, if we think about a recording studio, who on earth in the music industry is up at 9 o'clock in the morning? You know, like nobody would be. So why can't they offer their recording studio to, to us consultants who want to do some audio books? You know, and so we can share their facilities at a time when they're not using them. And, and, you know, these sorts of arrangements would be extremely cost effective, develop relationships. If I turn up at the studio every time, they're reminded that, you know, Sue does LinkedIn or mm. Sue does whatever. Mm. And, you know, it leads to more referrals. And, yeah, so it's, it's, it's more about connecting at, at, at the next level, you know. I think we, we, we connect at these networking events and say, lovely to see you again, but do we actually go home and do any business with each other? Not always. So, um, you know, I'd love to see more of that happening, I guess. Hmm. Yeah, I think that's, um, that's a really valid point that um, when you think about it, we're all here because... Well, not me, but you are. <laughs> um, you're all here because you are trying to improve your business. So each one of you is looking for opportunity um, and you might just be able to tap into person next to you or wherever mm. um, because you're all here with the same agenda so I think that's mm. and it ties back into how important these types of events are I guess which yeah. is, is true so um, I've asked a few I, and I, I'm conscious that um, you might have specific questions I don't want to put you on the spot if you don't I've got others no nobody's putting their hand up they're all thinking yep. about it I can see one okay yes okay go for it oh, um, <clears throat> So the role of uh, social media in marketing, you're talking about local marketing, what is that? Yeah, I, I talk about social media marketing because there's, there's a trend towards social commerce and the idea being that if we just love being on Facebook all day, we might as well click, click, click and keep buying on Facebook. And that worries me because, you know, I'm sick of Facebook already, you know, but I have to be on there. And I think that every business needs to have a presence where there's a target audience. So, and there's a huge audience on Facebook. So, you know, as a starting point, you have to be on Facebook. I also believe you have to be on LinkedIn. <clears throat> Twitter is fading fast. Snapchat is rising tremendously. Instagram is, you know, another version of Facebook because it's owned by Facebook, obviously. So I think as a starting point, you need to have to have a presence and a good quality presence. And then you have to decide... If your target audience is there, then you do what's going to suit your target audience and, and appeal to that. But if you're really not capable of spending a reasonable amount of time on it and doing something that's reasonably good, then it, you know sometimes you're better off not having anything there, you know, than, than having something that's bad. 
So if you just, you know, put, set up a Hootsuite account and blast the same thing across every platform, people can tell. It's not authentic, you know, and your audience knows that. Why are you giving me business stuff on Facebook? You know, it should be social on Facebook. So, so you have to tailor it for the audience. You have to tailor it for your target audience. But, you know, you need to think very clearly about who you want to do business with and where are they and then, you know, provide useful things in that forum. Does that answer the question? Yeah. Yep. Um, I do some marketing for a cluster of um, predominantly family-owned businesses. Mm. I find even their next-door their next door neighbours in a cluster of shops, what stops them from talking to each other, have you, in your experience? <laughs> and how can we encourage them to actually just speak to their next-door neighbour who could be the greatest advocate for their business? Yeah. Look, it's, it's a really tough one because I think we've just lost the ability to communicate now, right. you know, like people are terrified of it. My son's the best at it, you know. He's the most resourceful person I've met. If he wants something, he just gets on the phone and keeps calling people until someone says yes, you know. That's that's what he does. He's very successful at it. Apple hasn't fallen far from that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, but, yeah, look, it's interesting. I, I think if you're responsible for them, then they put the responsibility back on you instead of on themselves. No, I'm trying to ascertain... What, what's, what's stopping human nature from actually talking mm. to their neighbour? Oh, probably devices like this, you right. know, where we're all sort of focused on the screen and we're losing the ability to engage with one another. It's, it's quite frightening. And, um, yeah, I, I think you can only try and facilitate it and state the bleeding obvious, you know. Sometimes you just have to force people to do things and then they suddenly realise, oh, that was actually a good idea. Oh, I think I thought of that, not you. You know, and that's the other frustrating thing about it. Even if you generate that opportunity, people don't necessarily recognise that you've done it even. Um, they just enjoy the benefits of it. But, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think our, our society is just changing. I, I find that a lot of people will just... I say to them, you know, how should I use a social media platform? Use it as a research tool and then ring someone. You'll get business. But no, they want to SMS or they want to email or they want to do content ads. You know, we're sick of all that, you know. And what's happening with wearable technology that's going to be coming in soon? It's all going to be on our arm, you know. We don't even have to... Oh, I just think, you know, humanity is going to be lost somewhere. I think one of the things I struggle most with is that... The stump speech in the elevator. What's the one thing you can tell your next door neighbours about your own business mm. that they can remember in a nutshell? So if someone says, yeah. well, who's that next door? Yeah. Um, you know, or down the corridor in a complex like this, for mm. instance. Like, mm. What's the one nutshell you can say about your own business that... Yeah, your elevator pitch. Your yeah. elevator pitch. Yeah, Hello. yeah. Hello. Yeah. You say hello and you smile. You know, there, there's actually a photographer who's done this exercise of photographing the same people with a normal whatever face they had on and with a smile. And it's amazing how much more, you know, comfortable you feel looking at the person who's smiling. Mm. And so, yeah, a lot of people are just staring at screens, you know, and they're head down. So they, yeah, they don't have that opportunity. So I, I guess just keep waving the flag, you know, just keep doing it because there's enough humans left, I hope, uh, for us to, to keep doing it. And, and it's definitely worthwhile. It's, it makes life much more interesting and much more enjoyable. And, uh, you know, I, I'm sick of texts, you know. I, I want to speak to someone. Um, and particularly when you're in your own business, that's why I've kept up Camberwell Network because mm. at least once a month I'm speaking to people in real life, you know, and, and I'm seeing the same people. 
which is also nice too. Mm. I think it's like most things, though, there's always a pendulum, you know, like mm. a, if the pendulum swings too far one way, then it does swing back. And I think that the amount of technology that's come so quickly to us, and we are all ingrained in it, that you actually, it is very refreshing when you can step away from it. And when you get into a forum like this, you're reminded that it's actually quite nice talking to people. And, and, uh, and as I said, if you remember that you're looking for business, they're looking for business, or, or you're all here feeling a little uncomfortable that you don't know somebody else, you put yourself in their shoes, it's much easier than um, picking up the phone to a stranger, quite frankly. I find mm. that more daunting than in this type of environment. Mm. But uh, it is. I think there is a bit of a swing back to people looking for that authentic experience or that connection with people. And, and um, Yeah, nice. Chris Riddell uh, spoke at a census function earlier this week, and he's a futurist, and mm. he's talking about colouring books are the new black, you know, mm. like mm. just doing something real is, yeah. is actually the new black. And he's talking very much about everything in the future being based on customer experience. So unless you're meeting the needs of the customer, you're just absolutely not going to be able to cut it in the future. So one of the chapters in the book is talking about do we design the product or service first or do we look for the target audience first and then design the, the product around that? So, you know, that's also going to be a, a key factor in what's happening in the future. And, and socially responsible purchasing, you know, there's a lot of people now who live the minimalist lifestyle Hooray, you know, we don't have to consume all the time. And their, their attitude is, I'm not going to buy it. And so if, if we're not buying chemical products, then the manufacturers won't have a reason to produce them because nobody's buying them. So, you know, as consumers, we can change a little bit of that behaviour as well mm. by what by even what we choose to do. So, yeah. I saw Kate put a thing up before and I... Yeah. Yep. I, I was just going to make a comment, I think, that one, one thing I've noticed is when people are meeting in these sorts of environments, mm. they're not always paying attention. Mm. You know, it's like a, recently I've met a woman probably five times and she runs networks and she still is saying to me, I've met you somewhere before. <laughs> oh. How many times do you oh. want to meet me to actually you know, pay attention yeah. to me? I mean, I'm, I'm not offended by it, but I just find it really interesting. And I think that's... Sometimes people do do that networking mm. events. They, they're not paying attention to focusing on the person they're interacting with. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. And when I went to this futurist function, I met one lady at the beginning, I sat next to her and then I left with her and I didn't bother meeting anybody else. But I did follow up with her, I'm looking at doing work with her, you know. So you don't have to meet 20 people at a networking event, you know. I'd say my maximum ever when I go out networking is three. So, yeah, and, and I do listen and I try and remember the stories. I don't always remember the person, but I remember their story. Um, so, yeah, but I, I do quite a lot of networking. I go to between one and four events per week. Um, so, yeah, to keep myself up to date. Mm. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm not, I was just scratching. <laughs> <laughs> you may need the room, do you? <laughs> wow. yeah. But if you say three times, three, two to three, out of those, that's 12 leads a week. Mm. That, that's a mm. lot of energy into marketing your business. Yeah, but it's also enjoyable when I learn and, you know, I have to keep mm. up to date, so I see it as, as part of what I do. Mm. So, Sue, my question then would be, how do you pick your networking events? And you can go to a networking event 20 a day almost. Yeah. So how do you pick the ones that you think are effective for... My purpose. Your business your yeah. purpose. Okay. Well, it's always around your purpose, you know, and, and who, what you're trying to achieve. So some of the events that I go to are related to professional development. So I'm really excited going on the port tour this week. You know, I'm going around the docks of Melbourne on a boat uh, to see about importing and exporting. Now, I don't do anything to do with importing and exporting, but, you know, my clients sometimes do. So, you know, and I'm really looking forward to that. It's going to be fun. 
it's going to be interesting and I'm going to learn something. But, you know, and I'll probably meet someone that, you know, I could, I could do business with. But I have to be careful of my time because it is running out, you know, and I don't have an endless supply. So what I normally suggest to people is if you want to use networking as a particular strategy for marketing your business, you generally cho you shop around and look at the different networks that are related to, to what you're trying to achieve and then you pick the top three. And then you make an effort to go to those three networks on a regular basis because you're more likely to get a referral out of going somewhere on a regular basis than you are to go to a different networking event every week. So that would be my general suggestion. Uh, if you're in an industry that doesn't really have networking events, then you've obviously got to go to things like professional development functions and conferences and expos and that kind of thing. But yeah, I, I am becoming a lot more selective. And when I don't get bang for my buck, I <laughs> grumble, 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 grumble on the way out. I think, is there something I got out of this? You know, I wasted three hours, you know, because it is time consuming too, you know, and you've, you've got to weigh up that as well. So, yeah, I've become a lot more selective. But because I teach, I have to keep myself up to date. So, so a lot of it is part of, you know, just keeping myself up to date. There's no pressure on tonight's event, so <laughs> it's, let's hope we all get good reviews. <laughs> How are we going for time, Mary? Because I'm very conscious that uh, I haven't got a watch on time. Okay, all right. So it's a couple of questions. Yep. Yeah. Reversing one of your comments, that you yep. talk about professional associations. Yep. How would you get to then see the value in a professional association and, and, and extract the value out of that? Or what should a professional association offer you? Yeah, okay. Uh, well, I've been involved in lots of professional associations for many years. Uh, firstly, make sure you put that certification on your LinkedIn profile. You know, I'm a professional member of such and such and the membership number and so on. So you've got their logo, that's branding for them and branding for you. I really think that every professional association should give all members an opportunity to have a profile page on their website so that when I Google you, your page on the Professional Membership Association website comes up. So I think that would be really, really helpful. Obviously, the Professional Association should be an advocate for all of the members and be acting in the interests of members. So what is it that members in that industry or profession need support? You know, I'm part of the Career Development Association of Australia and a lot of people don't understand the importance of having somebody help you choose the right career and, and how that can be so much more valuable and how your life can be so much better if you get qualified advice around that area. So, so they've got a very strong advocacy campaign on at the moment and they're getting a lot of press and they're trying to promote the story about, you know, how important it is to, to have professional advice. So, you know, that advocacy piece is really important. But also I think that a professional association should offer some level of professional development and be ahead of the curve. So rather than just, you know, repeat the tried old true stalwarts, you know, from 20 years ago saying the same old stuff, but, you know, do some of the leading edge, but also some of the 101 stuff. So for the new members coming in, they get that 101 grounding as well. And, and then keep themselves current from the point of view of do webinars so that people, you know, are not restricted by time or location. You know, a lot of people in regional places don't have access to all this professional development, so, you know, make it accessible to those people. So, yeah, there's a lot of things that professional associations can do and, and also how you can support it. You know, why don't you contribute to your professional association and tell them what you think they need, you know, because otherwise it's just the committee doing it. And, you know, that's not always the best option. So, you know, speak up. <laughs> and and I both shake our hands there. Yeah. We're in a similar role with that. It's a very important point you're making, right, that people have to buy into the associations yeah. as well because I think 
Uh, there's often facilities there that um, you know available to them, but it's very much about up to you to put your hand up and take advantage of those opportunities. It's not about about them man managing you. Mm. The other point you made before about reviews, mm -hmm. um, it really is important now in the world to have reviews. Yeah. And because a lot of people will Google your business name or you and the word reviews. Mm. And they will assess you based on your reviews. So uh, if, if you learn one thing from tonight, mm. develop a reviews strategy. Because I, I see that, you know, with everybody deciding to look online and not necessarily going for referrals, they are going to be looking at those reviews and, and making sure that you've got something present there mm. is going to be important. Yeah. And the point you touched on before, even if it's negative, you need to be aware yeah. of it. And, and you respond. Can deal with it and, yeah. and respond. Yeah, yeah. yeah. absolutely. So just to add to that about the review strategy, mm. be the business that people want to give the good review to. It yeah. yeah. Me Melbourne's this amazing city and I suffer bad service every single day. <laughs> I'm a complainer because I believe if we don't tell someone else, mm. they'll never know and they mm. might not fix it. If they look after it, you know, what I said, I love them, but some of them just go, okay, whatever. And I'm like, I'm mm. never coming back here. Mm. It bothers me. So just, I think, go for the reviews, but be the business that's worthy of the five-star review regardless of whether or not people are writing it. Mm. I, I like your point about punishing people too, you know. Not that I'm a dominatrix or anything <laughs> like that. But that's another That's another event. But, you know, I had a guy approach me on LinkedIn and he said, Can I, would you like me to endorse you? For, tell me which skills you want me to endorse you for and then can you please endorse me for these skills? And I thought, you've got to be joking. You know, I've never worked with you. And so I reported him and I told him, I've reported you. Oh, that's not very nice. I seriously thought I'd worked with you. And I said, well, no, I'm sorry. You know, this kind of behaviour is ruining the platform. So we go back to social media. You know, we need to start making people accountable for their bad behaviour. And there was, there was a post on Facebook today. LinkedIn's no good for me, you know. I, I can't get any leads. Oh, that's because as soon as you connect with someone, you ask them for business. You know, it's not like that. And so, yeah, I, I think, you know, the concept of reviews and being accountable and, you know, living the good life, you've got to do it. And, and, and I ask for reviews. People to make their business better. Yeah, absolutely. And I think if you go out of your way to do that, which I believe I do when I'm complaining. Yes. If they ignore me, seriously, I am going to give you a bad review now because I'm really, really annoyed. Yeah, so. well, that's a good point. You've got to acknowledge that, you you know, if somebody's un unhappy, you've got to acknowledge it first. Mm. Yeah. Perhaps apologise, certainly deal with it. Yeah. Mm. And I, I wrote back to him after he said he was upset. I said, I didn't, you know tell you off publicly, you know, and I said if it's a first offence, you, you shouldn't have any problem. But, yeah, I think we need to make people accountable um, because it's, yeah, not good. Mm. Any more questions? Because we, we kind of will wrap it up because really also what we hear about is, uh, is, is that networking opportunity. We have a lot of cakes left. Um, but before we go, we also have some door prizes. Um, so while we're just perhaps taking the, 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 the wrapping it up, mm. um, Mary's going to pass around a little bowl. If you've got a business card, pop it in the bowl. You might be the lucky winner. Um, and remember, uh, if you've enjoyed tonight and you'd like to be aware of other events that we run, um, jump on the website and, and um, subscribe. Uh, the, the last one I didn't talk about at the very bottom is the Campbell Business Club, which is a, a, a luncheon group. It's very informal. Um, and it is very much about people who just often uh, work from home in their, or in their own businesses and just want to get out and have a nice social um, 
uh, event with people. So it's every Monday lunch, just very low key. So all of those things are on our website. Um, Sue's obviously got some other websites here that she deals with because she wears a number of different hats um, and she has a number of different books as we've talked about and they are available at the back there, aren't they? So I'm putting in a request. She could even sign while you're here today, which is great. And has everybody got their card? Are you finished with the cards? I don't want anyone to miss out. So if you haven't, wave, wave your card around. Let's make sure you've got that. Before in. you do that, though, Kerry, yeah. if I could just say yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. thank you to Camberwell Business <laughs> for hosting me. Um, I uh, I spoke to Kerry at the beginning of this year, and I said, "Would you like me to speak?" And she said, "Yes." And so I really appreciate the opportunity to be here. There's also a flyer at the back with uh, a range of links to other things that are coming up. So I'm going to be exhibiting at the Spot Jobs Career Expo this weekend. I've got some presentations happening there. I'm running some LinkedIn workshops next week. For, one for LinkedIn for startups and entrepreneurs. One just a general introduction to LinkedIn at RMIT. Um, LinkedIn and Google Plus is on tomorrow night with the city of Burundara. Um, so, yeah, there's lots of events coming up um, that are listed on Sue well, you, uh, you, um Also, people can subscribe to your... Campbell Network, yeah. Because yeah. you are, list not, not only your own events, but you list other local events on that I too, do. which is great. Yeah. So, Once a month. Yeah, much appreciated. So, um, uh, we have a... <coughs> excuse me. We have a little prize for... Uh, well, a thank you gift, I should say. Yes. Uh, courtesy of Dimmicks, who are our sponsors, also... Um, uh, Hink is the president of the association, so thank you very much, oh, Sue. And please thank join you. me in thanking Sue. For that. Thank you. Look, we, we uh, obviously can only ever touch on things in these sort of events. It's, it's short and sweet, but um, if you want to grab Sue and ask more specific questions or uh, ask questions of each other, please do. Please eat some more cakes and stay. Um, I think we, they'll kick us out about seven thirty, so we have a bit of time. Um, but we also have a prize for for a special door prize today. Um, actually, I might ask Sue to do that. Yes. She can be. You can yell at her if she doesn't pull out your name. There we are. Sorry, I'll close my eyes. Simon Kwan. Simon Kwan. Well done. Taxi Cowboys. And that's another prize from Dimmicks. Thank you very much, Simon. Yes. Yes. And I'm also willing to give away a copy of my book, which I'm happy to. So we got that prize in that one. Did you? Did you? Anybody have their card in? Sorry, we're doing another prize. Sorry. Thanks for coming along tonight. We had a, a, a great turnout. Um, I said our next one's for December. One, one more, one more, one more. You better draw this one. Yeah, I was going to say. Oh my gosh, you're my fault. I'm going to just sort of dig around because some have been in early and just give it a bit of a shuffle. Oh, 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 oh. Pays to have a triangle card or something, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Ricky, hey, 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 I beg your pardon if I'm pronouncing it correctly. Oh, <laughs> <did you? laughs> yeah. Well done. That was amazing. Well done, Ricky. Thank you. Thank you. Excellent. Well, thank you very much, and uh, please stay uh, a little longer and join us for some dessert, some drinks, and some more further networking. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you.